Hello and welcome to Active Listeners with Mike and Shane. Each week, we will discuss our lives, our goals, and our expectations as artists, as well as discuss what it is to be an artist. Performers, visual artists, and musicians. Mike and I, we want to talk to you, and we want to talk to you about what you do, why you do it, and what that art really means to you. We'll have guests to discuss artistic expression and the all-around nature of the artist's lifestyle. And try to answer that question. Is there a de facto artist lifestyle? Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and join us in the conversation. Hello and welcome to Active Listeners with Mike and Shane. This is the final episode before we take a mid-season break. So we thought that we would bring to you, our audience, something a little different, something uh, a little special, a sort of recap, uh, a summation of what we have done for these past nine episodes. Previously on... Well, yeah, that's the funny way to say it. We, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about um, some highlights from our first half of the season. We're going to talk about how... We get our clever titles, our favorite moments from this season, and inevitably there will be some other things that kind of seep into the conversation. Uh, so yeah, and this will be our thing. <laughs> this will definitely be our thing, and what better place? What better place to start than the beginning? Right? Isn't there a song about that? There is. I don't know it. <laughs> How do you... Come on. Jesus Christmas. Okay. Well, I mean... Okay. So, we could start with our active listener trailer, but I say we avoid that. And maybe just talk about our episode zero, because I have a lot of issues with our episode zero, and they're mostly mine. Whenever I tell anybody to listen to our podcast, I always be just like, just skip episode zero. Uh... That's a shame, too, because episode zero was where our audience first gets their first impression of us as hosts. Not but really hosts, though. So I'm hosting was so anything. tainted it by was my by crappy technology problems. That's okay. And and throughout the season, we've had we've had dodgy edits, I think, on both of our parts for various <laughs> different reasons. Uh, but uh, yeah, we were learning. We were developing as podcasters. And we yeah, edit all of our own stuff, so leave us alone. There was a huge learning curve to what we were doing, and I disagree. Don't leave us alone. Jab <laughs> us. Like if you if you think there's something we can do better, tell us how else. Like that is the best way for us to learn is to hear yeah, from our audience. Yeah, you know? I guess I guess we should want to grow and like get better. Ugh, and, like I know. Ugh. Seems like so much work. <laughs> but um, unlike this these first few episodes because although there was work involved i did not feel like it was it was hard like ar arduous work you know that I, I was i was excited to do the work yeah there was never a time where i told someone hey i have to I have to go home and I have to edit. And I was like, oh, this is like the worst day of my life. I was like, you know, I'm learning a new program. I'm learning a new skill. And whenever, I don't know if this is true for you, but whenever I was editing an episode, I would always get so much more out of it oh, re-listening sure. to it. And not only that, but I always tried to pick something that I knew was maybe a little bit more advanced than we needed and tried to learn it. So if if something came up and there was like a weird fuzz or oh wow I sound really tinny today I I I took it as an opportunity to just really just look up how to fix it and and then it was great because then you could you could fix it later on um and be like oh I know how to fix this weird thing that only happens because of XYZ Yeah I started listening to a couple episodes uh and I noticed how some of my edits aren't as smooth as I thought they were while I was editing. And they and they just read a little bit differently for sure when they're sure. in a streaming service than when they're in your headphones. And I guess we should we should clarify that um we edit for clarity. 
there's very few instances where we're just taking things out. If we do, I can remember one specific instance where I just had to take something out because it was a little too much. <laughs> it was just, it just, you know, went a bridge too far or, you know, um, we got really off topic or we were fumbling around with our guest trying to find a file or something like that. But yeah, what you're hearing is, is a faithful representation of what happens. A pretty good record. start to finish. Sometimes we take out our major screw ups. Oh, for uh, sure. If we grossly mispronounce a word, we'll stop and just take a moment and acknowledge that we're both very smart and also very, very dumb. <laughs> But yeah, so this is us. It was our it was our first go round, uh, and and it was it was definitely fun to do, which leads us to our very first full episode, the first episode of the season, as the show exists in the format it exists in, the family that we're blessed with. Shane, where would we get that clever title? That clever title came from Mike softening my blow because <laughs> how I had phrased that was the family we're forced with and blessed just sounded so much nicer. <laughs> uh, and that's actually my favorite episode, Mike. That was the episode where we, like you said, we brought on our first guest and it was about halfway through our interview with Katie, who is a great friend of both of ours and we're about halfway through this interview and i'm like oh wow okay this is gonna work this isn't awful i was afraid that we were going to get trapped in being too familiar uh being too chummy and i think one of the things i learned from that episode was not to run from that Primarily because if it goes to a weird place, we edit these. But <laughs> but more so because it actually led to some pretty interesting conversation because we were able to say to each other, you know, I know you very well and I know this part of your experience. Can you share that part of your experience with our audience? Yeah, it allowed us a shortcut to some very serious conversations um, where... You know, if we didn't know Katie as well as we do, there would have been moments where she would have had to explain things to us and then to the audience. But there were points where we were, we were allowed to shortcut that a little bit. We were allowed to say, hey, we know this. We can talk about this for a second, but that's really going to lead us to what we really want to talk about. Absolutely. Sort of, as as I used to say all the time, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> the, the, it's a very, it's, there's a very uh, anti-vegan phrase shame i've taken it out i've taken it out i've also noticed that i've taken out a lot of my generic phrases i hope i think i think we're getting better at being active listeners well i think we're also learning right because i think there's also something that we've we started doing at the beginning of the season that we both realized independently that we had to stop doing and we were very consciously asking our our we were very consciously asking our guests their pronouns, and we started doing that by saying, what is your preferred pronoun? And we both kind of individually at one point were like, oh, wait, that's a really messed up way to ask that. It's not a preferred pronoun. It's just their pronoun. What, what are your I pronouns? that moment. Yeah. And, and it's so weird about how you know, it's important how we say things. And the words that we choose. So we both... And how hearing us each say that a couple of times, we heard it and said, wow, no, that's that's not what we're asking for. Right, right, for sure. And I also, I, I know that it can be a sort of questionable moment in our podcast. I've gotten some feedback from people about how, um, how liberal our podcast is. And... I don't know that we're necessarily a liberal podcast. We're just a podcast that wants to be accepting of whoever comes onto it. Yeah, and if that's political, I guess it's political. Right. It speaks more to the state of the world than it does about our podcast. Yeah, it's it's the same idea of politicizing masks. Like, sure. 
it's not political. You're making it that way. We're just trying to create an atmosphere of comfort for our guests. Highlight of that episode has got to be Old Victorian Widow doing our very first active listener podcast ad. I think we got to lift that from that episode and just use it. I was it. just going to I was just going to say that as well. We should probably lift that and do a little commercial on our social media. For sure, for sure. And then so from there, we moved on to our next episode, which was titled You Got to Show Up. You Got to Show Up and that little snippet came from some advice that our very good friend and second guest, Christoph Di Maria, a.k.a. Ragliacci Rags, had to... Such a cool it's name. Such a cool name. He, it's his clown name. He's fantastic. Pachinko-trained clown. And which is something we didn't even talk about. We didn't even talk about, which we'll have to have him back to speak on. Boy, did I learn that an hour and a half is not long enough. It's not. <laughs> It was just his advice for those of us that want to see change in society. You have to show up for that. You have to you have to be part of that movement. You have to be in in whatever way you can. Um, I, I I'm I'm brought back to this summer when all of the Black Lives Matter protests were happening, and you know I have a family and I live with my older in laws, so I didn't feel like I could be at these events with what was going on with covid but i did make myself available to friends that i knew were going to be out there in whatever way they needed you know support wise so in any way you can be helpful or you can fight or you can call make phone calls write your senator do that because that's how we affect change yeah i think you gotta show up isn't about the short-term small idea of people marching in the street. I think you got to show up is more a state of mind, more a state of who you are and how you represent yourself. Because it's, like you said, you couldn't go to the streets, but that didn't mean you weren't supporting. But it's also maybe don't just hashtag things on the internet because that's not support, and I know that might be a touchy subject, but at the end of the day, being on your social media and behind your keyboard is a mask, and I think it prevents you from showing up. Sure, sure. You want to create awareness, most certainly, but for a lot of folks, that's where it ends. Another thing that comes to mind, though, when you say you've got to show up is that's just good advice in general for life. Yeah. Be present. Just be present. You got to show up. You know, that's everything that we do, whether it's something that we love doing or something we'd rather not be doing, reflects on us in some way, in some capacity. So just show up and, and do the thing, do the work, do the, do the thing. And, and that's half of the battle right there. Sometimes I think it's more than half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't want to go on a, a tirade about, you know, that nine to five work week and that job. But even if you don't like that job, you go to that job, you show up to that job because you gotta, I don't know. Maybe we cut this part out because we edit episodes, but it just <laughs> it's like, do you gotta show up, but you can't, you gotta show up doesn't mean you can't, you can't give yourself all of yourself to that, right? I think that it's a balance. I think there, that all of life is a balance. So give yourself room to fail and to not fear failure, but also give yourself room to step back. And that can be in, in, in a multitude of different things. And yeah, I don't know, maybe we did go off on a, on a little bit of a tangent with this one. Yeah, it's okay because... It doesn't matter because episode three, baby, episode three is I'm not not proud of this. And uh, episode three was our, I'll call her our mentor. Yes. For lack of a, a better term, someone who has I mean, I think that's inspired a perfect term. us. Is that, a, is that the perfect term? I think I like so. To, like a life coach. I think we even <laughs> called her that in the episode. Uh, Sandra Boyan, who is... 
Mama Bear. Exactly. She's just, she's a perfect human being. That's not true. Nobody is perfect. <laughs> but that's something she talked about in our episode. And that's actually, I think, part of where our title came from for that episode. In the telling of a tale uh, in which she had to be someone that she decidedly is not. She was able to recognize within herself that she wasn't not not proud of what she did, even though it was something that was against who she is as a person. Such a necessary evil in what she was trying to combat and battle that level of um, sexism and that level of, I don't know, betrayal of the sexes. I feel feel like the male... (laughs) <laughs> gender has really portrayed uh, the female gender for a very long time. And I know that uh, we have these new aligned stars that happened today. And Jason talked about how that is a very big shift into female energy. And I think there's some relevance to that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know what, I don't know what female energy means, but sure. <laughs> uh, another thing that I'll definitely say about ep- that episode, episode three Another thing that I'll say about episode three was episode three was insightful for me because we never specifically had that conversation with Sandy. We, I've never really specifically had that conversation with anyone of Sandy's vintage, right? Like, I mean, that episode was about age, right? It was about how she was really representing herself in a time that she had to be her own superhero Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that was something really interesting that came from that episode of role models and how when you are redefining a generation you are the role model all about blazing trails and and you know setting setting the example for whoever follows you and i remember talking to her about that moment of violence where she put the broom handle to that guy's neck. And it's interesting to go back and rethink and re-listen to all of the stories and tales that she sort of told us over time, because I feel like it puts it in a new light a little bit, because she's just notoriously not a violent woman. And Part of that is because she knows how easy it is for her to fall into that trap of anger. And she doesn't want to be that person. But that means that there had to be moments in her past where she was angry. And it was interesting to hear one of those stories. So, episode four, Shane. Episode four, A Sensitive Topic. That title came directly from our pre-interview opener where we were really just acknowledging the fact that religion for a lot of people is a sensitive topic. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about politics. And I've had very few successful conversations about religion. So few. In general. So few. Yeah, so few. And I think Abby is actually one of the successful conversations I have had about religion. Sure. Yeah. Um, in this episode, we're also going to talk about moments of, of growth, moments that we've, we've recognized there's room for us to grow. And I feel like this is my moment of growth episode. Um, I came into this episode fully unprepared to guide it in a way that was going to speak broadly to what we wanted to talk about. I feel like we got kind of really zeroed in on the specifics of religion in a way that I never intended. But not that that was bad. It was just that I was then, as a result of that, unprepared to contribute to that conversation. That's interesting. I hadn't even thought about it in that light, that it wasn't how the conversation veered. It was that it veered in a way that you hadn't prepped for right, and 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 in a way, I had I the only thing I could fall back on is my reflex to the conversation about religion, and you know I I didn't push back much, but I pushed back a little in terms of the hypocrisy or perceived hypocrisy within Christianity, and Abby handled that question and that line of questioning 
in, in well stride. in her own way. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't the answers that I, I was looking for, but that's not the point. Um, so yeah, for me, that episode is is a moment of growth where I I should have become, I should have been more plastic in my pliable plastic plastic right plastic. I don't know. Is that the word I'm looking for? I think pliable is what pliable. you're going for. Yeah, you know, I wasn't 100% sure what to expect from that episode. I had met Abby before a couple times through Katie, actually, (laughs) our first episode guest. And part of the reason that I really wanted to push to have her on was because of how she was able to talk about religion without getting defensive about it. And... Whether I agree or disagree, it was it's never about that. It's about the conversation being had, and that was just genuinely nice. It for was. Me. It was. It yes. It was a very nice conversation. It was. Um, <laughs> afterwards, because I have my own biases about it, I thought I was too nice. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. And, there were points where I was like, "Oh, but again, my, I had to check. Can... I had to check." I had to check that. That's not what we're doing, right? That's not why we're here. We're here to expose people to points of view that may not be their own. And to interject my point of view into that part of the conversation would have not been what our show is about, which is active listening. It would have been active rebutting. And that's not what we're trying to do (laughs) at all. That's, That's really interesting. And we've actually to talk about how we actually create these episodes. Occasionally, we do our Mike and Shane preamble before our guest interview. And sometimes we do our preamble after our interviews. Oh, no, the veil has been been lifted. The demystification. (laughs) And I think it really depends on what what episode we're doing. Because I know, for me... I think we do better preambles when we do them after the interview, but part of me really thinks that we dive in deeper when we do them before. Yeah, we the reason why we do some of them after, other than the constraints of time, are a lot of times Shane and I pick a topic that Shane and I aren't versed in, and we want to learn about just as much as all of you might. So... We also we sometimes will sit down and say, dude, I don't have anything really constructive to say about this. And so it turns out that the best thing to do is to kind of have those conversations first. And then out of those conversations, we formulate ideas that we then are able to project our own experience onto and lead into those conversations in a way that doesn't that I don't think is dishonest it's just informed yeah i think it creates a language for us to put our ideas behind cuz we always have thoughts and feelings about every topic because that's just who we are we're opinionated that's why we created a podcast but when we do the interview first we are able to create a common language that carries over through the whole episode. And I think that's unique. And I think that's important because if we sort of create one language and then our guest introduces another one, it becomes this, this conflict and that might be good podcasting, but that means we'd have to go back and do a post amble. And that just (laughs) seems like a lot of work. Too much work, too much, too much podcast. Also one other thing about, a sensitive top episode four, a sensitive topic that I really enjoyed was uh, it was our first episode where we spoke to a performer of our own ilk. And that was the point of what we were discussing and that there was just so much camaraderie between the three of us based on our shared experiences as actors that we were able to also not only appreciate her position as a woman of faith but also appreciate her position as someone that was going through this covid struggle in a very similar way to us 
uh, and it was affecting us and we were doing the same things to kind of get through it and being such an early episode where we were honestly like self-medicating our mental health (laughs) it was just really nice to have that conversation yeah and i think that leads us really nicely into our next episode episode five everybody yes or everybody because it's not about everybody it's about every body and that's where that name came from we had our guest isaac on and we talk about abby and how the three of us have this sort of connection of of acting and and dealing with this covid struggle this episode for me was probably the episode that i felt most out of it Mm. most not included in this conversation and not always 100% sure how to include myself into this conversation without being offensive or super ill-informed. I think that came across, but I've actually gotten feedback on this episode from some of our listeners, and they totally got it. And, I mean, if you're a listener of the show, you know that uh, Shane is a white man, and I'm a, yeah. I'm a uh, person of color. I'm half black. We were interviewing Isaac, another person of color, and he and I, for a lot of that interview, had a had a back and forth and a common language that we were speaking surrounding this topic of body positivity as two black men confronting body positivity. Body positivity as a person of color versus a white person is just such a completely different conversation. It's different. They're 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 related. It's definitely a related conversation. And definitely I think there were related. certainly relatable points that that you were able to contribute. Um, but I just would like to take note that that's kind of what allyship is like. Um, not to, you know, pat you too hard on the back, but that's please don't. But it's good to know. That's what we talk about in and around these conversations when we talk about being an ally and you don't always have to have answers you don't always have to have something to contribute you can literally just offer space you can offer space and and airwaves to amplify voices one of the things a little bit of a sneak peek that we're going to do in the next half of the season is we're going to have a hard conversation about something Shane and I both know little about. And in order to do that, we're going to bring on two guests uh, to, this is a huge to talk about it. So it's a huge, huge sneak peek. We're going to talk about... How do you even say this? We're going to talk because about... I think that is so poignant. <laughs> it's so the poignant. That, the whole like, reason why we're going to do it this way is, is because we lack the... The verbiage, terminology, the terminology. The names, like, and, and so right. for for those listening, the topic we're going to broach is gender, and what does that mean? Right, and as two cishet dudes, like, we aren't qualified to lead that conversation, and I think we recognize that. It's a conversation that I am, I don't want to say I'm scared to have, I am ready to have it. But I also know that there are a lot of biases that I have ingrained in me that are going to be really difficult. Parts of that episode are going to be very difficult for me personally to get through. I imagine you as well, quite frankly. And and honestly, it's just because I get, you know, I, I'm it, the frustration around not knowing how to talk about it, you know, and there's a whole language being developed that cisgendered men aren't included in an, and that's the point that's the point right that's the whole thing is that we can't be the so people that tell them it, so it really ties back to, to the uh giving space for the conversation to happen around you for so sure, you can learn sure. because that's something i feel like i got a lot out of the episode uh with isaac and let's push him again because please check out his instagram at color my flaws he does a lot of great work He's an all-around cool dude, really. I believe he's got he's got um, some of his work for sale, uh, both his his art, which is in coloring book format that you can get on Amazon, Color project. My Flaws, 
his first project. And also, I believe he has published somewhere some of his uh, his his fiction, which partially falls within the uh, the erotic also classification. Also, so educational. Oh my! But geez. just yeah, just talks about race, talks about all of the all of the things um, that he finds so important and and worth strives for in his work. And yeah, and episode five for me was also my my favorite, my highlight episode because that episode to me was the episode where we kind of clicked, the format kind of fell into place. We had a nice balance between our pre-conversation and our conversation with our guest, and then everything just kind of fell into place. And it was even though there was the the disconnect for for you uh, as in terms of what is appropriate space for you to take. It also felt like it all happened in a really organic way. Yeah, I didn't feel disconnected. I felt like I was where I needed to be doing what I sh- doing what I was supposed to be doing. Uh also, you know, it was it was it was the episode where we talked about visual art and that's one of my, you know, that's my first art love. And I can barely draw stick figures. So, on top of the whole race thing you guys were talking about <laughs> art and i was like I, my stick figures end up with little penises so it's it's fine yeah yeah so yes check it out color my flaws uh great friend of the show and so now that we're about a little over halfway through the season we are going to take a second to remind our listeners that if you would like to help us grow into better listeners and better hosts and just kind of, you know, maybe, maybe we can hire an editor. Maybe we don't have to pull our teeth out every weekend editing episodes. Uh, you can support the show by heading to patreon.com slash active listeners pod, become a patron. You can get access to some bonus content in the way of midweek quickies. You will also, at the second tier of support, get access to AMAs where we will answer questions ourselves directly from our audience. And we will have some of our guests back to answer some questions as well. So definitely check that out. Definitely check out our Patreon. And also give credit where credit is due because Mike did that whole commercial for us while I was doing ridiculous dances in my zoom window and he deserves credit for that so a little behind the scenes on our on our patreon it's okay so first of all it's awkward asking you all to support our show it's just weird (laughs) and and you think like as like professional theater people we'd be used to asking for money for our work but it's still a weird thing to do i mean to this day i can't give quotes for commissions without feeling weird um but I, I also think that is a huge part of what we're doing on <laughs> this podcast about artists feeling like they're not allowed to take up space. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and there yeah, is certainly... no reason you should feel <laughs> weird and awkward about the thing that you have studied, the thing you have practiced, the thing that, you know, you are doing a job. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah, all that's to say is that Shane and I have gotten really good at working those plugs in. They're not scripted. We just pick a moment that feels right and just go for it. So that that in and of itself is a skill worth paying for. And sometimes the other person does ridiculous dances to make it more difficult and in a celebratory way. Exactly. Because you always sound better when you're smiling. So if I can make you smile while you're doing that commercial, it's a win. Smile with your voice, Shane. All right, enough of this. Moving Bring on. Bring us to episode six. We're going into episode six. Episode six. My f- Which might have the best name. I think I think episode six has the best name. However, it's it's a bittersweet episode for us because this is your growth episode, isn't it, Shane? This is my growth episode. This is the episode. Now, unsolicited Snapcat came from a moment in the episode where Shane and I weren't quite sure if we were going to have an episode that week. (laughs) Yeah, this was my growth episode because this was the moment that I had to grow 
during the episode. I couldn't think about it pre or post because we were about 15, 20 minutes into this episode. And we're talking about unsolicited Snapcat. We had not discussed. We hadn't discussed art. We hadn't discussed really who she was. It wasn't 15 minutes into the episode that you all heard. Again, we edit these. It was 15 minutes into just recording. And we got to a point where we were like, yeah, there's nothing here yet. (laughs) And so in that moment, we're talking about unsolicited Snapcat and this creation we've all come up with. And in that moment, I realized what we did. What we did was we created a story. We created a story between Shane and Mike and April. And we can tell that story forever. And that's what that episode was about. That episode was about storytelling. And I guess in order to storytell, you have to have a story to tell. And this is my story to tell. This is my story of recognizing that if we didn't take this seriously as interviewers, this was just going to be three really cool people shooting the shit for an hour and a half, but at the end of the day, not talking about anything. But it also did lead us to a space of being able to have the conversation that we ended up having, the very amazing conversation we ended up having. Because although you'd worked with April before, I think April was the first guest, at least for me, it was the first guest where there was no commonality beyond the work we had done. So there was no commonality between us as men, because April is a woman. Age, April's a little bit older than us. Uh, experience, you know, we, we've we all lived a very different experience. All of our guests up until that point were either friends of ours or or artists that we could identify with. So it was, sure. it was... She was the first person that you just saw her on stage once. Right. Because... I had no previous... Well, I guess that's not true. Abby, um, Abby and I had never met Abby and never spoke to Abby. But also, um, Abby is of our age. Right, Abby right. works in our field and has a very similar sort of mind frame to where for sure, we for are. Sure. So it was definitely relatable for you, I feel like, in that way. Yeah, yeah. And it was a mini growth... I think it was a mini growth episode for me in that um, I feel like... I, too, had to find ways to relate if in a way that was interesting for our audience without being at a handicap, being at a, you know, uh, at a disadvantage. Sure. You really had to become an active listener because you didn't know April going into this. Right, right. And and honestly, it was an, uh, it was a very interesting episode and I learned a lot. I think that this brings us to episode seven. Hellacious noise. So I don't know if my screamo will make it into the episode, but oh, no, man, I hope it sounds good. It's going to be. I don't think this episode is going to get edited as much as, as they normally do. All right. So Hellacious Noise, uh, another friend of ours and phenomenal photographer, uh, photojournalist, Pat Jarrett, uh, came onto the podcast to talk to us about talking, which seems like such a strange podcast meta thing to talk about but but he's one of the best he's one of the best i know yeah yeah he's one of the best and in the way that april was able to explain how she tells stories pat was able to explain how he listens to them and having those two things happen back to back in hindsight not planned i wish we could say we were that we were that intuitive um i think was really interesting and like listening back because i listened to all the episodes afterwards um one you know for for quality control but also just to listen to them outside of being in it and, and editing it i was it was really nice to like have that juxtaposition juxtaposition uh between telling and hearing stories And it's interesting because between those two episodes, we have April, who is transmuting 
these stories through herself and using sounds and words. And you have Matt and you have Pat, who is transmuting <laughs> what he is listening to and what he is hearing into this silence into this silent medium into the into this photography that he is you can look at any of pat's photos and without him telling you you can hear the story behind that photo you can certainly you can certainly venture a guess you know um i mean it's so interesting photography in general because it's all about what we think is important to capture and not only the, what we think is important to capture, but how interestingly we can capture it. And, um, and then, you know, that's, that's something that about photography that I've always been, I've always been really interested in and, and appreciative of. Um, but also in that episode, we talked in, in a way, getting back to the name of the episode, uh, just about the multitudes of, of expression where Pat is this photojournalist, you know, uh, act interim director of Virginia Folklife, and but and he's, he's also, also three bands, <laughs> three bands. One of which is a heavy metal band that has no vocalist and two bass guitars. So, and and more amps than you could ever imagine. <laughs> too many. They don't need that. They don't need that many amps. Oh, that's the thing. They keep getting more. <laughs> and every once in a while, I get a message from Pat that says. Guess who got more amps? Can you hear us? <laughs> For, uh, so you know, uh, Pat and I live about three blocks away. So I think if he did hook them all up and open the windows and I was outside on a calm night, I bet you I could hear him. You probably hear him in your house. Let's be real. <laughs> With that many amps, I bet. Uh, so yeah, uh, hellacious noise. Uh, you know, it's, it's apparently very therapeutic. I mean, I've been to a couple of heavy metal shows, and while I have not mosh-pitted, I always leave feeling better. I've mosh-pitted once and felt bad about it, because yeah, I'm a big dude, and I definitely yeah. hurt some not-so-big dudes. I feel like that's the point of a mosh pit. Like, I feel like some of them are masochists. Dude, I got like, so many, hurt like, me, hurt yeah, me, daddy. I... <laughs> I got so many. Oh, we're gonna have to put. A, we're gonna have to put a, a disclaimer on this episode. I have so many. Uh, like, 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 hit a dude in the mouth, and he's just like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Cool, okay." And then you look down at your knuckle, and you're like, "Ah, that really that hurt." Really hurt. <laughs> so shifting gears, that brings us to episode eight. And ep no, that brings us to episode nine. Nope. Episode 8. <laughs> so shifting gears, that brings us to episode 8. Man, you wouldn't know that I'm looking at our playlist <laughs> in order on my lap, on my phone. And episode 8 was more of it and less of you. Which, which is actually, if you were paying attention, a misquote of what our guest Jason said. Because what he actually said was be less of you and more of it. But I think it I think it captures the spirit of what he was saying. It would be interesting to talk to him about whether putting the more or the less first. You know, are you talking about positives and negatives? Are you talking about and like how does that impact the saying? That's more of a conversation I mean, about language and grammatically general, and i have him. a thing about putting it at the end of a sentence but like oh never end with preposition obviously <laughs> so this episode was an episode that could have ended up like episode four for me um it was it was that. a longer episode much longer episode um and we spent some time talking about some things that were polarizing if i'm gonna be honest um we talked about mysticism and 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 to be fair to our guest we were also talking about the demystification of that mystery sure sure which 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 interestingly enough was the aim of both sides of the conversation and i'll leave it at that <laughs> 
yeah, it's kind of... I really liked that episode for a number of reasons. One, Jason was my cousin. I hadn't actually talked to him for a long time, so part of it flashed me back to our first episode, the family you're forced with or the family you're blessed with and the family you choose and how he is the family that I was blessed with and had parted ways with for some time. And now he's coming back to the family I choose. So there was a bit of a reunion feel uh, for me, at least for this episode. I think that reads but... in the first half of the episode. And I think that's also maybe why I'm more agreeable in the first half of the episode where I'm, I, I definitely recognize that. I definitely recognize that there was a connection that was being rekindled. rekindled or even just, you know, there was there was there was common ground happening on in that conversation that I was not a part of, but that I was okay with. Um and it was it was cute. It was cute to see you guys. You guys Yeah, yeah. I I I was watching you watch us and Sometimes you were blushing about how cute Jason and I were. <laughs> because, honestly, a lot of what he was talking about, I really genuinely agree with. The the talking of glands and chakras and auras and um, breathing in and out of uh, energy sectors of your body. It. I actually have to send you... Um, some information Jason sent me after we recorded. Mm-hmm. He listened to our episode because he was in it and he wanted to support us, obviously. Um, but he was like, oh, you have to send Mike this. <laughs> and I was like, I will, I will. And I actually forgot. So I ha- well, after this episode, remind me and I will. It, and what the article is talking about is the measurable difference and the energy that your body outputs when you are thinking and focusing on positive things through the heart versus negative things and how expansive that bubble of energy sort of becomes or does not based on very specifically what you're thinking about. Right. But you don't think through your heart. Sure. <laughs> but to assume Which brings us that... which brings us to the to the the dichotomy within the episode, right? I am uncomfortable with replacing mysticism with mysticism. I'm uncomfortable with replacing an unknown with an unknown. It it's I have a reaction to that. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and again, though, as a person, as an artist, as a creative creation creator, um, uh, Jason, Jason Taylor, great, great guest. Uh, I, oh, he was great. And I was so happy that we ended up splitting that interview for those that have listened to the episode, you know, that halfway through his interview, he uh, was pulled away. And instead of trying to just edit that chunk into an episode, we all collectively decided that we needed another hour of conversation. And that is part of the reason why that episode is so long. Yes, yes. It's also our first episode where we had a ethical dilemma. We spoke about some point. things that were, although everyone is entitled to their opinions, we felt that the best scientific information out there wasn't represented with what was being talked about. So we, we instructed anyone that had any specific questions about COVID-19 to look at the CDC guidelines surrounding it. Um, Yeah. And that wasn't our only warning in the episode Um, halfway through the episode. Well, more than halfway through our interview, when Jason starts his guided meditation, we talk about, not doing a guided meditation while you're driving yeah, don't do or that. while you're yeah or while you're working on heavy machinery and i don't know i think there's something to say about this episode having so many warning labels it makes you think about what you as a person that is platforming other people or is present what you know the things that you're presenting to people you have a responsibility whether it's to keep people safe and out of car wrecks or to keep people informed about 
a plague. Like it's 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 an interesting thing, and we never taking away from the artist. Right. But it's one thing still providing the information. That right. We can. And it's one thing to like have a have a content warning. You know, before episodes, sometimes we have those, depending on how our discussions go, depending on how 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 randy we're feeling but like <laughs> but yeah it was it was an interesting and uh learning experience as as a content creator um you know what what is the responsible ethical thing to do yeah and that rounds us i think to our final guested episode guested and we guested this we guessed it and this is without a doubt the episode that i was one most nervous about and two, I think most looking forward to. Um, I waited a long time before I had sent him the... Professor uh, Menzer. Uh, yeah, before I sent him a invitation to, to speak because I was so nervous. I don't know what it was. I thought he wouldn't say yes or I thought he would think what we were doing was below him. Um, he was the one of the people that like was in charge of you uh, achieving something that was the pinnacle of twenty years of schooling. That's why you were nervous. Yeah, like if Sandra Boynton is the mentor that got me up unto that point, Menzer was certainly one of the people that pushed me over that edge. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't it's funny I don't have I don't have a relationship with anyone quite like that but I would place it into the realm of how I feel about some of the teaching directors I had as like in high school and then after that being on stage with that was the mo- that was how I felt in those moments where I was like holy crap I'm like on a professional stage with the man that is responsible for me being on this stage right now. <laughs> yeah, like I've directed one of his plays before. So to like have him on and just to speak to him as a one on one as a normal person. And that's something he's encouraged me to do for years at this point. But it's always that, oh, you can call me Paul. <laughs> You're like, can I though? Can I though? Am I actually I? physically able, capable of doing that? I don't think I am. <laughs> and this is also the episode where our working title was the actual title of our show. Most of our titles we pulled from the episodes themselves through natural conversation. Um, but this has been the working title What Happens to You When You Die? Sorry. What happens to you when we die? And that had just been our working title up until we recorded it. And it worked so perfectly that we kind of just kept it. I always have been fascinated with what happens to an artist and their breadth of work when they die. How and who is in charge of collating that and making sure any of that if any of that lives on, you know, if I die tomorrow, does anyone have access to all of the nonsense that I've written down? You know, how does that, how do we as artists live after death? It was also interesting to talk to someone whose life was chronicling such a person. It was interesting, not because of his, you know, partly because of his knowledge on Shakespeare, but not totally. And it was more about the introspection and the way that information is applied or the knowledge of the artist's afterlife is applied to the work, is applied to how he views his own work um, and what he hopes to achieve through this chronicalization for me for me i had a lot of similar feelings about how we talk about what we do the skill set that we create the skill set that we attain through hard work through doing the work i don't know how many times i'm asked 
in all capacities of what I do, you know, oh man, I could, how do you do that? Do you, are you just, were you just really good at it? And I think there are some natural aptitudes that lend you to being more or less successful in things. However, if I just relied on my natural ability to see something and then draw it on paper, it would still only be as good as the first time I did that. It wouldn't it's, be what it it's is It's the today. idea of putting a thousand hours of work into something right. before it just becomes uh, of second nature. So yes, you talked about, I think in the family episode, about how you got this draw table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, that encouraged you in your younger life to draw and do this sort of work. And you talked about the piece of art that you drew that got you in trouble that ended up (laughs) on your mom's desk and it's i'm sure we could look back at that and be like well yeah there's some natural talent there but if you didn't put thousands and thousands of hours of work into that you wouldn't be where you are today i mean there was a thousand hours between getting that drawing table and that you know amateurish drawing of a panther eating an antelope so like yeah yeah absolutely and dr menzer mentions you know, the the problem he has with genius is that genius unapplied to some eyes, genius unapplied is just, it's not, is not good enough. You know, you have it to. It discredits the artist. Discredits, yes, greatly discredits the artist. And it was so interesting how it fell into place, how his episode landed in a time where he is quite literally writing a shakespeare biography and how he ended the episode i think was a really elegant way to end our guest series because death isn't always about the physical act of dying and losing breath and passing away death is a level of rebirth where something ends something else begins and him reading a section from a book that he is writing that isn't even close to being published yet really talks to how he will be chronicalized forever now and how that no matter what happens that is in our podcast forever and that even if it changes over edits and edits and edits that still lives. Words immortalized. It's so cool. And that brings us to today's episode. I was going to say, that brings us to where we are. That brings us to where we is. And I think you just witnessed the birth of the show title for this episode. Where we is. Even though we are breaking the grammatical rule of not ending a sentence in a preposition. Thank you for listening to the first half of Active Listeners Podcast. And please, 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 please head to our social medias, facebook.com slash active listeners pod. I actually wasn't listening. <laughs> Which is an awful thing to say during our active listeners podcast because all I could think about was telling our audience to stick around because we have some doozies. Oh, coming so up for many you goodies! We are we're pulling out all the stops. It's, we've we've got some high concept episodes coming your way. We've some got scripted some scripted things might things. be coming your way. We've got some some partnering with some other great podcasts that you get to look forward to. We're going to expand your podcast horizons. So as Mike was saying before, I so rudely ignored him. (laughs) Please, please, please check out our social medias, comment, let us know what you're interested in, what you want to hear. Look at our Patreon. If we have brought you a little bit of enjoyment, think about, joining our Patreon, and we'll give you a little more content. Yes, you can find us facebook.com slash activelistenerspod and on Twitter at actlistpod. Thank you so much. Join in the conversation.
thank you listeners for being a part of active listeners first half of our full season we will be returning on february 1st and we have some interesting content coming your way yes so stay tuned and who knows maybe we'll drop you a little something special in between time oh i had almost forgot the in between special time (laughs) (laughs) uh thanks thanks everybody for listening we'll see you in the new year we'll see you in a month peace If you like what you hear, leave us a rating. And if you really like what you hear and you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash active listeners pod and become a patron. Our theme music, It's a Trap, was created by Remodel. Thanks for listening. Active Listeners has officially hit 300 listens. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for spending a little bit of time with us every week. So if you'd like to make sure we get our next 300, please like, share, and rate our podcast wherever it is you listen. Thank you.